You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Okay, Lauren, I don't know if you can... This is this is the point in which I wish that podcasting had kind of like smell-o-vision a little bit because <laughs> I have been roasting turkeys for the last two weeks. I think I've perfected the turkey roasting. I've actually taken my mom to Delta Cafe to taste their <laughs> turkey. Like, I know people are all in on pumpkin spice, but I am in on turkey roast. If that was a flavor, if they'd make turkey roast coffee, I probably would taste it, to be honest with you. You're going to have it worn out before Thanksgiving is even here. I don't think it, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I mean, I we talk about this all the time, but my famous, famous, famous sandwich, which is the leftover turkey salad mm. with, um, with the stuffing and the cranberry sauce mixed in, I mean, I'm ready. I am ready to put that on some ciabatta bread and go. Like, I am that ready to do That does sound it. yummy. Mm -hmm. It is, I feel like, kind of one of those meals that's better the second time. But, I mean, I'm totally good with Thanksgiving the first time. But the second time, sometimes it's just... So much mm. better. So much better. Yeah. No, yeah. Now, I don't know and, how... And we're still... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, didn't Delta Cafe have a sandwich like that, too, at some point? Didn't they, we have that? They did have the sandwich. They added like nuts to it, which I was not a big fan of, but um, they did have a sandwich like that. And, um, and you know, I always think this is the last thing I'm going to say about this because we're still, I mean, we're still technically like 19 days Couple away weeks. or 17 yeah. days away. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I always think about how sad it is for people like you because you're a non-toucher. You're a non-food toucher. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And to me, I'm like, you know, the it, if you can't go horizontal, you go vertical on, on the plate. Uh, and, uh, no, no. you know, the last <laughs> like four or five bites to me are, are the best because it's like got the, you know, the, the green bean casserole mixed in with the mashed potatoes mixed in with the corn casserole. Like it's every piece of every bite in that last three, four bites. And so that's what I love. Yeah, I love that whole just... Which is not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I have that's. To be, I am very particular on what mixes. <laughs> right, right. Well, maybe that's what uh, people can give us feedback on when they're listening to our podcast. You know, go ahead and yeah, let's do a poll. Hit, yes, yeah. let us know. Let us. Are you a mix or no mix? Mix or no mix? Yeah. I'll run a poll uh, this week and and see what we get. So, but I think that would be funny. <laughs> Speaking about um, kind of information from the public, today we're going to talk about in our ongoing series, I think this is uh, podcast 45, we started this at 39, so can you believe mm -hmm. that? A little earned media, maybe some evolution of earned media, is that right? Yes, so um, I think we just wanted to give a kind of update as we have been with the series on the landscape of earned media and paid media and kind of what it means today. You know, a lot of things have changed, not just through the pandemic, but just over time, the landscape has changed. So just kind of talking about the evolution, if you will, um, basically the lines between paid and earned media are just continuing to blur. And I think that, you know, we're all aware of that, but at this point it is just much more pronounced, if you will. 
Um, so that means, and we'll give you some tips, but one of the main things is that just means that relationships are more important than ever and how you communicate with, um, you know, the media and how you follow up with the media and how you say thank you. Um, there's just a lot of changes. Like coverage is just more difficult. Um, staffing is smaller. Um, you know, print media space, like the literal space has gotten smaller because there's not as many ads to back it up. So revenue is down. And so they don't have as much room for, you know, articles and things. Um, And then the other kind of big piece is that they're receiving more and more pitches than ever because, you know, a lot of businesses are and or were struggling and did not have a marketing budget per se or advertising. So they were trying to, you know, get more earned placements um, just do those budgets being pinched. So there's several factors coming into play. Yeah. So we kind of want to give you a few tips and tactics on how you can cut through, but um, I think you have a fact that you wanted to give. I'll, I'll let you deliver the numbers <laughs> here. It's it's pretty surprising. So I'll well, let I'll, you break that news. <laughs> I mean, it's the, the, it's like you said, when we get to the tactics, you can see why we're saying some of this stuff. But basically, when you're pitching uh, earned media, which is basically, you know, news uh, media relations, only 8% of those pitches actually result in media coverage. I mean, to me, that's crazy eight. because eight. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. less than 10. Like it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight percent out of a hundred. That's out of a hundred. So that means that 92% of your pitches don't result in any type of media coverage at all, which is a little yeah. disappointing. So like you said, that's really important to have those relationships because, um, you know, you can't, you can't start the conversation with hi, my name is, you know, kind of like Eminem. But then you get to a point where it's like, you know, oh, okay, now I know who you are. So what are you talking to me about? I mean, you need Mm -hmm. to really be able to, you know, uh, plug into that person almost immediately from the time you say go. Right. And everyone, you know, on the pitching side, the professional communicators out there that we're talking to, you know, hearing that 8% can be very disheartening because this is something you have to plan for and prepare for. Like every pitch, you're doing a lot of work and that's a lot of time. And sure, that's what you're getting paid to do. But also as a person with feelings, that can become really (laughs) daunting. And, you know, I mean difficult to break through if you keep getting told no and no or ghosted, you know, those kind of things. So, you know, I think just hearing this, it may even be a little bit like, oh, I'm not the only one. What can I do different or better? And at least maybe help you rethink your approach or what you're pitching and that kind of thing. So that's what we, I'm, I'm hoping that you all get out of this today. So. Yeah. That's really interesting. You put that in that perspective because you're right as a human being. I mean, think about it. what if I'd said, Hey, Lauren, you might go to that uh, dinner table tonight, but only 8% of the time you're going to get fed, basically. Right. I mean, that's like we're saying, like, hey, only 8% of the time that you get in the car, it's actually going to start. Like, holy right. cow. Like, why would you keep doing that kind of thing? But Right. And it- just... And I'm not, I don't want to be negative, you know, Nelly here, but also, you know, if you are successful, that success probably looks a lot different than it did two years ago, four years ago, 10 years ago. You're probably not in most cases getting a full page, you know, or front page above the fold or, you know, the top story online and, you know, blah, 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 added value to that. Like it's going to be probably shorter. You might have to put a lot more work into it to help the reporter, you know, get there. I mean, 
it, it might just be, you know, taking some time to get used to it if you're not already experiencing it or if you are, you know, you're not the only one is what I hope you hear. So, yeah, right, right. So, so how do we, how do we accomplish these? Let's go through some maybe tactics on, uh, kind of getting past yes. 8% curve. So like we already mentioned, establish relationships. And to me, what that means is, um, you know, keeping up with, you know, who is in the right role that you're pitching to, making sure that you are pitching to the right person, not like literally annoying someone else who is not even on that beat or writes about that topic. So make sure you're picking the right person. Um, you know, all avenues of communication, like make sure you're assessing what they, what and how they like to be communicated with is that email is that, you know, Hey, I have, you have their personal cell phone number. Is that calling them at their desk? You know, what hours are they there? Um, and then, you know, if there's ever time, maybe asking them to go to coffee, you know, or something or lunch, whatever, um, establish that relationship with a particular person. And then if that particular person leaves, Hopefully, one, they alert you or you know, and you can establish a new relationship with, you know, the next person coming in. So I think that's really important. You know, they're they're humans, too. And I think that's important to remember. So respect, you know, um, those boundaries. But keep in mind, too, that you want to be helpful and accommodating. So I think that's big. Right. Right. Totally. Um. The next one, and then I'll let you talk, but uh, I feel like I'm talking a ton. Um, <laughs> plan to pitch... <laughs> early. And I don't, there's a couple of like ways to interpret this, but if you have a story coming up, let's just say for, you know, something special for Christmas, don't wait until three days before to pitch that. No. Back that up so that one, you have time, but two, they have time to fit it into a tight schedule. And like we talked about less space, Um, especially if it's print, you know, TV is a little bit different, but still they're cramming. They have less folks to run around, you know, and get stories. So give everyone plenty of time. Um, magazine wise, you know, look at the editorial calendar and, you know, back it up like three to four months from the target that you want. At least I don't, I don't feel uncomfortable saying like back it up to the beginning of the quarter, you know, if it's at the end of the quarter. So yeah, yeah. Um, just pitching early. And then as far as, you know, the actual pitch, I will say also generally in the morning is a good time to pitch media, um, find out kind of what time your person kind of goes, if they're on air at a certain time, or if they are, you know, at a print publication or online publication, find out kind of what time they're there and pitch them before the morning meeting. Um, and just follow up once. So, you know, if you email, then give it some time. Don't send the email and then immediately pick up the phone and call. Like have, let the person have some time to digest it and or reply, um, but follow up once and then see what happens from there. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Well, the other thing that kind of, it, it is just what it is. The paper wall between editorial and ab- advertising is just becoming so paper thin. One of the things that we do, you know, you don't want to be in a pay to play situation, but if you do have some, have some extra ad dollars, make sure that you invest it wisely. Make sure you coordinate that. So if you, you do want to be in a particular publication or in a particular, on a particular, you know, TV station or whatever website, you know, make sure that you invest your ad dollars uh, on those spots or at, at that media outlet. And that way that, 
you know, if you ever get asked or hit, or you can even kind of softly mention it, like, hey, we just talked to, you know, Sam down at the, uh, you know, advertising desk or whatever, and he's got our ads running. We really like to time this. You know, believe it or not, they'll be pretty perceptive to that. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. The other thing without going too deep into it is, a lot of the things that you see now that are media relations are actually kind of advertorials. So this is not earned media. It is unearned media, but a lot of uh, TV specifically are doing kind of uh, placements that look like their news stories, but they're not. And so they're sponsored segments. So, you know, a heads up for that B is understand that that's just part of the game now. So. Right. And they can definitely help each other, you know, like you said. So I'm not necessarily against it. It can help your message. It helps the publication. Um, it helps your relationship. Um, you know, so I think that's just in the, you know, that with the changes happening, I think that it's just something to keep in mind. It's just part of the day. I mean, you know, right. we, we started 20 years ago, 25 years ago, You that would have been, you know, a oh, dad. Oh. like, why yeah. did you do that? And now... <laughs> right. It just is what it is. I mean, people have to make money and, you know, that's that's the changing, you know, tide mm-hmm. of, of the of the group. So. Sure. so the next kind of my next tip is more based on content, which is be picky on what you pitch. Um, you know, it's great to have tons of ideas, kind of, you know, some that are evergreen, some that are timely um, and kind of like your calendar, your list of what you're going to try to pursue but be very picky on what you're pitching so that you don't burn out an outlet or you aren't pitching things that are irrelevant or so off that they begin ignoring you with things, you know, it's kind of like crying wolf. If you want to use that analogy, Um, you know, save your best ideas and, you know, pitch those hard, but maybe some of the second tier or third tier ideas you're just going to hold on to maybe for next year or something like that. Um, you know, sometimes I understand it is a little difficult. You might have upper management, you know, or your team saying, this is a great story. This is a great story. So be prepared to explain why if you have to tell someone no, you know, on your team or, you know, I think that that's just, it's always great to have, you know, mass input and you want that information, but not every time is a story worthy of a pitch. So just keep that in mind. That's oftentimes some of the most difficult uh, decisions being made is not you know, externally, but internally, just discussing whether this is media worthy or not, whether this mm-hmm. is going to get, you know, get press or not. Because when you only have 8% of the pitches actually being picked up, I mean, you can't just shotgun every idea. I mean, it's got to be a good idea to make sure that that's part of the 8% or the, your idea is right. percent So, and I guess the last thing we want to talk about, maybe just the exposure. Why, why do we, you know, look for earned media and and we've talked about this before, but basically people nowadays are exposed to, what, 5,000 plus or minus ads a day? Mm-hmm. Is that right? I mean, yes. holy smokes, 5,000 ads a day. Um, so that third party, you know, somebody that's not, you know, really part of your team, if you will, not somebody that's paying big ads, that still helps you uh, remain, you know, basically credible and validate uh, your organization or your products or services. Yeah, still very important. Still people, you know, well, all jokes aside, people do still trust third party, 
information and media, um, it's still credible for you or your organization to go ahead and use this tactic. Um, and it's still, you know, it has a lot of legs, um, especially with online publications. And, you know, like you get a print story and then it's online as well. And there's so many things that you can do with that earned piece. So it still should be uh, a tool in your toolkit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's good. Well, this was a good little segment, uh, number 45 in the podcast bank, right? Yes. So go back to listen, start with number 39 to listen to this entire series um, where we're talking about basically the evolution of communications and the market marketing is an ever-changing landscape. So listen to them all um, for kind of like a, a whole big view, an upper level view. Well, that's great. So we, if you'll come back one more time, we will be doing one more uh, podcast in this series. And um, I, I think, I think this has been a great idea, exposing folks to everything. So number forty six will be uh, benchmarking uh, messaging. So, yep, this is perfect timing for planning for the new year. If you're not already, time to get started. Time to get started. So, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up. This is Tony Van. And I'm Lauren Doherty. And we hope that you'll visit us next week. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.